Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. 1 Corinthians 9.24 Dear Lord, help us to live our lives intentionally, disciplined and focused, mindful that our earthly journey is akin to a race that requires our best effort. Guide us to prioritize what is eternal, to strive for the prize that doesn't perish but lasts forever, our relationship with you our Lord and Savior. Grant us the strength and endurance to face the challenges and obstacles that come our way, always keeping our eyes fixed on the heavenly prize. Lord, when we deter our attention away from you, would you bring us back to your glory, to your majesty, your righteousness, and your word. May we not be distracted by the temporary things that can easily weigh us down, but rather empower us to run the race with perseverance and purpose ultimately wanting to glorify you. Thank you for giving us the stamina and the spirit we need to keep running the race that you set before us. When we stumble and fall, lift us up. We know that in all things, you are going to strengthen us. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Welcome to Pray News, where hope is our only bias. Today's good news at a glance, Nebraska's women volleyball team hosted the most attended women's sporting event in history and India leads a $7 billion green initiative. And lastly, we revisit our favorite good news story of the week. It's Good News Weekend, and we always like to take the weekend to highlight stories of hope, positive change, and milestones. There's plenty of sad and bad news out there, and those are important to cover. We don't want to bury our heads in the sand and ignorantly only think about positive things. We know that this world has brokenness, but we also need to recognize that there are still moments of triumph, joy, and beauty out there to behold. It's our earnest prayer that as we consider the good news of Jesus, we would actually make good news in our communities. If you've enjoyed this take on the news and have found Pray News to be a blessing, consider sharing it with a friend. We want everyone to be impacted by this type of news. Before we get to today's first good news story, let's hear a word from these sponsors. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Our first story of today is out of Lincoln, Nebraska. In a sport often dominated by towering spikes and ferocious blocks, it's the crowd that set a world record this week. Welcome to Volleyball Day in Nebraska, where 92,003 fans came together to not just cheer their home team, but also rewrite the annals of women's sports history. On a day filled with anticipation, the Nebraska volleyball team vanquished Omaha in a 3-0 sweep, sending ripples through the red-clad stadium and far beyond. Forget about the Rose Bowl Women's World Cup Final in 1999, which drew 90,185 fans. 
Nebraska just bumped up the game, breaking the previous world record just set earlier this year of 91,648 attendees at the World Cup. These numbers aren't just digits, they're declarative statements on the growth and commercial viability of women's sports. There is a great business case and strategy around women's athletics long-term, said Nebraska Athletic Director and former Huskers football star Trev Alberts. With tickets initially priced at a modest $25 for adults, the resale market saw prices soar up to $400 a ticket, a testament to the skyrocketing demand. In the economics of sports, the consumer has spoken. Women's games are not just an undercard, but a main event. The Nebraska faithful weren't just there to shatter records. They were invested in a program and a sport that has become part of the state's DNA. As middle blocker Andy Jackson described, we were walking out of the tunnel after the second set, and we heard on the speaker we had just broken the world record. Everyone was trying to stay locked in, but we were also so excited. I can't describe how grateful I am to be a part of it. Lexi Rodriguez, a junior player for Nebraska, spoke to the next generation. When you're little, you have big dreams and big goals. Having this to look up to is something that a lot of little girls will keep in the back of their mind when they're pursuing the sport of volleyball. Coach John Cook, who had been with the Huskers since 2000, stated that he shed tears at least five times during the event. It's so huge for little girls to get to see a women's sport being played on the big stage, said Rodriguez. The grand spectacle was not without its quirks, though. Amid the cheers and adrenaline, players had to adapt to outdoor conditions like wind, depth perception, and unfamiliar terrains. This is an indoor sport, but they had to play in a huge outdoor stadium. Think about having all of your games in a closed gymnasium your whole life. But the most important game of your life is played in an outdoor stadium with a few thousand shy of a hundred thousand people. But nothing could dampen the spirits of the crowd, the players, and the entire state of Nebraska. As the game ended, a drone presentation lit up 92,003 people next to the stadium's giant video screen, cementing this historic day into the memories of all attendees. As the stands emptied and the stadium lights dimmed, it's easy to draw parallels between the vibrant world of sports and our faith in Jesus. Like in sports, achieving milestones in our faith journey requires diligence, commitment, and community. Community cheering us on and lifting us up. Both realms celebrate the pursuit of excellence, not just for personal glory, but for the collective upliftment of all. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 9.24, Do you not know that in a race all runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. The Nebraska volleyball team and the sea of supporters remind us that we too are in a race. A race not for fleeting worldly records, but for eternal glory. When we run the race of our faith, may we do so as people who are wanting to win. People who are diligently pursuing excellence just like this volleyball team. In a world where women athletes continually strive for equal footing, this unprecedented event is a testament to what can be achieved when passion, talent, and community converge into one. Just as the volleyball soars over the net, let us aim for greater heights in our faith, buoyed by the joy and support of our community. Here's to running the good race, both on the court and in our walk with Christ. Cheers, Nebraska, for setting an example that we can all look up to. So let's end the story in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the talent and community spirit displayed at this groundbreaking event in Nebraska. We pray that just as athletes strive for excellence on the court, we too may strive for spiritual excellence in our walk with you. And even when we stumble, we know that you are there to lift us up and we have a community of people around us to support. May the milestone inspire young girls and women around the world to aim high, 
And may we all be encouraged to run the race set before us for your glory and your glory alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Our second story today is also a milestone in clean energy initiatives. Last week, a breath of fresh air wafted across India as the federal government greenlit a gargantuan plan to combat air pollution in the country. Pledging close to $7 billion, the government aims to replace fossil fuel consuming buses with 10,000 electric buses across 170 cities. That's right, 10,000 buses. Enough buses to fill several of the Nebraska volleyball team's stadiums. Information Minister Anurag Thakur stated in a briefing that the ambitious plan aims to improve the poor air quality levels in India cities, largely attributed to vehicle emissions. With the induction of electric buses, the government believes it will also reduce the national carbon footprint, which is a victory for the world, really. The wheels were set in motion by Prime Minister Modi, who turned the growing demand for electric buses into a centralized project, inviting companies to bid for government contracts. So we have free market capitalism at work as well. The project will also ensure the creation of the essential charging infrastructure. It appears that electric is not just a fad, it's the future, and India is stepping up to lead the charge, just as they did so by landing on the South Pole of the Moon just a few weeks earlier. India isn't alone in embracing this green revolution. Stateside, a $1.7 billion allocation from the 2021 Infrastructure Fund signed by President Joe Biden will support the manufacturing and purchase of 1,700 electric or low-emission buses across 46 states. The Department of Transportation has further received proposals for $8 billion for electrifying America's roadways and plans to award cities with $5 billion in electric transit infrastructure grants in the coming years. Now, there's still a lot of logistics to consider with the EV revolution, though. Electricity doesn't just appear out of thin air. You need a lot of infrastructure to create that. Building the right infrastructure to support such initiatives are still in question by engineering and energy experts alike, and it continues to be a hotly debated topic in Congress. Historically, economic growth and environmental conservation have often been considered mutually exclusive. However, initiatives like this prove otherwise. Besides the obvious ecological benefits, electric buses offer a viable business case as well. The funding allocated for this project creates an opportunity for manufacturers, employers, and a workforce for installation and maintenance, and has the potential to become a long-term sustainable model. It's a win-win, where financial profit doesn't come at the planet's expense. The benefits don't just stop at the environment or the economy, though. These eco-friendly buses will likely enhance the quality of life for millions of people. Lower levels of air pollution mean healthier lives, hopefully, reduced medical expenses, and more public spaces where people can breathe easily. Literally. From a Christian standpoint, the biblical mandate to be a good steward of the earth in Genesis 1.28 comes to mind. We want to celebrate these positive strides in environmental conservation. Much like the talent parable, we're entrusted with this earth, and it's our duty to cultivate it wisely. What are we doing with what God has given us? God gives us this earth's resources, but it's up to us to use them responsibly and sustainably. Through projects like these, we're sowing seeds of sustainability for future generations. Air pollution is a goliath of a problem, but just like David, sometimes all it takes is a well-aimed stone, or in this case, a well-planned project. And when we step up as stewards of the earth, we're not just fulfilling a biblical duty, but we're also nurturing God's creation for the present and future generations. So, next time, when you board an electric bus or witness one zipping by your city, take a moment to appreciate how each little step we take counts in the grand scheme of things. It's a testament that when we come together, great strides are possible, both in faith and in preserving God's magnificent creation. So with all that being said, let's lift this story up in prayer. 
Heavenly Father, we thank you for the wisdom and initiative to care for your creation. May this ambitious plan to fight air pollution in India serve as an example for nations worldwide, reminding us that our responsibility is to be a good steward of this earth. You've entrusted us with great blessings, and with those blessings come responsibility. Bless the endeavors to make this project successful, improve the health of millions, and to protect the environment for future generations. We trust you for all these things, Lord. Give us wisdom intact. In Jesus' name, amen. Our final good news story of the weekend is a flashback from last week, where Jamie did an amazing job unpacking some of what's happening in Maui. Our final story shares about how Operation Blessing is extending a helping hand to Maui's fire survivors. In the wake of the devastating wildfire that tore through Maui, leaving destruction and despair in its wake, Operation Blessing and Harvest Cumulani have emerged as beacons of hope and support for survivors. As the death toll rises to 115, with hundreds more still uncounted for, the true spirit of Christian compassion and unity shines through, bringing aid and solace to those affected. CBN News embarked on a journey to Lahaina to witness firsthand the incredible effects being made by Christians to assist survivors in their path to recovery. The charred remnants and the lingering scent of smoke serve as somber reminders of the tragedy that unfolded. Yet, amidst the ruins, stories of resilience, kindness, and faith are emerging, showing the remarkable power of love in times of crisis. One survivor, Iha Avedo, shared his harrowing experience of escaping the fire. He recounted the moment he opened his door, only to be met with a wall of black smoke. Iha and his two teenage sons lost everything in the blaze, including their precious possessions, such as their fishing gear. Fishing wasn't just a hobby for Iha. It was a way of life he had passed on to his sons. Amid his loss, Operation Blessing reached out with new fishing equipment, fishing poles, spears, fins, and masks. This gesture provided practical assistance and restored a sense of normalcy and hope to Iha's life. It gives us a sense of normalcy again, he expressed, highlighting the profound impact of compassionate outreach. Harvest Christian Fellowship Pastor Greg Laurie, during his visit to Harvest Kumulani on Maui, reflected on the significance of the church's role in times of crisis. Pastor Greg emphasized the church's responsibility to be present for the community during such challenging moments. He conveyed his belief in the resilience of people of Maui and the importance of nurturing hope in adversity. The church is here for such a time as this, he stated, noting that hope often flourishes during challenges. He spoke of the collective effort of believers and the church's outreach to help bring hope to the people of Maui. Christian unity has taken on many forms, such as the compassionate outreach of Kumulani Chapel members David and Christiane Mello. As owners of Round Table Pizza and Lahaina, the Mellows have offered free pizza and prayers to those impacted by the fire. Their kindness, coupled with heartfelt prayers, is a testament to the profound impact that individuals can have on their community. David Mello expressed their intention to bless everyone who visits their establishment, leaving a positive imprint on their hearts. As we witness the incredible efforts being made to uplift and restore the lives of those affected by the devastating fire, let us draw inspiration from their example. 
Let us remember the importance of accountability, compassion, and faith in times of crisis. Ultimately, through collective action, Christians can bring healing and hope to the darkest circumstances, reflecting Christ's teaching and love to a hurting world. Dear God, we lift up the survivors of the devastating wildfire in Maui. We thank you for the compassion and unity shown by organizations like Operation Blessing, Harvest Kumilani, and individuals like the Mellows. May their efforts bring comfort, healing, and hope to those affected by the tragedy. We pray for strength and resilience for the survivors as they navigate the challenges ahead. Let their stories inspire us to extend compassion and love to those in need, reflecting your light in times of darkness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today on Pray News. It is our aim to be informed and transformed. We pray today you would proceed with hope, love, and determination to be a force for good. If you've enjoyed this Take on the News, consider writing us a review and sharing your experience. We would love to hear how this Take on the News has blessed you and maybe even your family. You can sign up for our newsletter at PrayNews.com, and there you'll find the sources to all of our reporting. And be sure to download the Pray.com app to make prayer a priority in your life and experience the Bible in new and cinematic ways. We'll see you next time. God bless.